RAC's post-op podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. Over summer, we'd like to share with you some interviews from 2020. These stories have proven popular among fellows over the 12 months, and they're topics we believe new listeners to RAC's post-op podcast may enjoy too. We do hope you enjoy this interview with Associate Professor Karen Fielding and the benefits of a surgical career outside the capital cities. RAC's counsellor, Dr Karen Fielding, is a passionate advocate for greater access to specialist healthcare in regional areas. Since 1992, she's practised in the southern New South Wales regional city of Wagga Wagga, where she's attuned to the fact that health outcomes for people in rural areas are impacted because of the lack of facilities and medical professionals. Using her own experience as an example, she'd like everyone to know how country areas are uniquely rewarding for surgeons and their careers, as well as being great places to live. Dr Fielding was the first woman in New South Wales to become an orthopaedic surgeon and the third in Australia. Heather Dawson asks her why she chose a career in surgery. Well, I always wanted to be a doctor because I wanted to help people and I really like doing things with my hands. And I tried to do a few different types of surgery during my career. I did cardiac surgery. It was kind of sexy at the time, flying off in Learjets and picking up hearts and things like that. Neurosurgery really wasn't my thing because I like talking to patients and they were often very sick. Plastic surgery, I really enjoyed the technical aspects of, but I found the patients a bit difficult, a bit vain. A lot of eastern suburbs ladies having facelifts, <laughs> that kind of thing. And then when I did orthopaedics, I just fell in love with it because I could really help people change their quality of life. So you also teach, I understand. So what do you teach and where do you teach it? So I've taught right across the whole continuum of medical training. I started teaching in the hospital system, accredited trainees in orthopaedics and junior doctors in the pre-vocational space, interns, residents in our hospital. And then I did a lot of teaching for the college, for courses. So I started teaching trauma courses for the college, professional skills courses. And then I started teaching the teachers, um, doing instructors courses for those courses and way back in the day I was asked to consult on a big project with New South Wales Health and that was looking at the pre-vocational training space and I've been the chair of surgical education and training for the pre-vocational doctors in New South Wales for 15 years and that's really probably my biggest educational hat but then after about seven years in that space, I was asked to teach medical students for Notre Dame Clinical School in Wagga Wagga. So now I teach right through from medical school right to the end of orthopaedic training. We often hear about the shortage of surgeons in rural and regional Australia, and you've been a strong advocate for greater access to specialist care in regional areas. Why is it such an important issue, do you think? It's important because we have some special problems in rural Australia. We have big distances, so our patients have a lot of problems with access to care. And the other problem that we have is we have a lot of diversity, so we have a lot of Indigenous population, people that are lower socioeconomic groups that can't access the city. So it's really important that they have access in their regions particularly for things like cancer treatment where they need support from their families and their local communities. I mean, the bottom line is that health outcomes for rural Australia are significantly lower than urban Australians. And we also have a workforce issue. We have a major problem with workforce in rural and remote Australia. And we've been area of need in Wagga, which is really not a rural site, it's a regional site. It's only an hour from the city. 
but we have had major problems in a lot of specialties with workforce shortages in many surgical specialties. So orthopaedics for many years was area of need. ENT surgery is area of need at the moment. Urology has been. There were many years where surgery was. So we still have problems even nowadays with area of need. Well, you made the move to Wagga Wagga. (laughs) Why did you choose Wagga Wagga and why the move? When I was training, I was at St Vincent's in Sydney and we were seconded down to Wagga as junior doctors. Surgery in those days was pretty tough as a woman. I didn't find it particularly friendly in the city and in rural sites we were welcomed. Anybody that went to work in a rural site was welcomed and I just loved being in Wagga. I was given lots to do. I was trusted and respected by my bosses and was operating at quite a young stage in my career. I also met my husband there. He was a trainee as well. We both came from Vinnie's, but Vinnie's is so big I hadn't met him in St Vincent's in Sydney. I met him in Wagga. So there's a special place in both of our hearts for Wagga. And the training was great. We got to do big caseload and we got to do lots of things. The surgeons were very engaged with the training. When we finished our training, my husband's an emergency physician. I finished my surgical training. So two specialists, we thought you know what, we're going to have a better life in the country. And we had decided at that point that we'd like to try and have a family and we thought we can have a family and we can have a better life in the country, better quality of life with two of us working. What's it like living and working in a small town like Wagga? And do you think you're missing out on anything? Absolutely not. It's fantastic. So I've been in practice in Wagga for 28 years. I have a very firm, big patient base. I have my own private practice. I have a public hospital appointment. I do trauma surgery. I have a sort of specialty interest in hip, knee and spine. I have multiple hats in education, in work on college council. I think because of being in a rural site and the fact that I don't waste any time uh, commuting, I've got a lot of extra time to do other things. I'm not a person who sits down very much so it suits me to be busy but I don't waste any time commuting so um, I have a lot of time. The other thing is that your children will go off to university to do some of their training and that gives you opportunities to be in the city more so I have two daughters at uni in Melbourne at the moment and one at uni in Sydney so and a son in Canberra at ANU so it means you know I can travel to Melbourne, travel to Sydney, travel to Canberra, see my kids and they still come home and visit so it actually works quite well. What do you think needs to be done to attract more surgeons to regional areas? So I think there's a major perception problem in how people see rural surgeons. It's amongst our colleagues as well as the public. People think that if you're a rural surgeon, you're a second-class citizen. You're down the evolutionary rungs. And that's not correct. You know, we all train the same. We all train in the city and we all do rural rotations as part of our training. I don't think the public is aware of that. And it's disappointing that our colleagues treat us the same. Because we're seen as a generalist specialist, there is a different perception to a specialist working in a big teaching hospital, an ivory tower, where they're very honed down and super specialists. The thing about rural surgeons is I believe that we actually need to be very good clinicians and good diagnosticians because we need to know when we do need to send something away. We need a network of people in the city and we have that. So good rural surgeons, people that are well respected, you will find have excellent connections to the city and they don't do everything. They're sensible. They send their work away. And I was at a meeting in Albury a few weeks ago, a surgical oncology conference, and it was very interesting to hear the super specialist from Peter Mack saying that the results of 
the cancer surgery being done in Wagga are top class, are equal to what's done in the city. So I think that some advertising is required and education of colleagues, trainees, our younger fellows and the public about the quality of surgery between rural and the city is very important. What would you say to young surgeons or trainees who are thinking about perhaps making the move and setting up a career in regional Australia? I'd say it's a great job. There's heaps of work. The patients are very needy. I've just been talking at an academic surgery conference and telling them all about the work I've done throughout my career. I'm not thinking of myself as an academic surgeon and several of the professors came up and said, don't be ridiculous, you are. And that was a lot about the research that I've done, which was research about problems that were evident in rural, things about osteoporosis, things about access to treatment that hadn't been done before. And so it's really interesting. There's lots you can do. There's lots you can give back to your community. It's a great career. We've got excellent work-life balance because we don't commute. You can live on a property, you can do lots of sports, there's no traffic, there's one set of traffic lights between my rooms and the two hospitals where I work. You can go to your children's school and do reading or go to the Easter Hat Parade at lunchtime so you don't miss out on things with your children. It's easy access for the nanny to bring the baby up to theatre for a feed between cases. Lots of things like that that I think people don't consider. And with modern technology, it's an hour to the city and back. I get to most of my meetings in the city before a lot of my colleagues because I'm flying in and I do a lot of my work now by teleconference. I mean, it's a modern world. We don't need to be there in person. So I think people need to consider it. I think it's underestimated and I think it's a great life. Well, final question, and I'm not quite sure how you fit this in, but um, we've also heard that you're a cordon bleu chef and you like making pastries in all the (laughs) spare time that you must have. Well, you know, when my kids grew up and became young adults and I realised I had a bit of time on my hands and they don't need their mum as much, my great passion is cooking and I sort of felt like... I don't do anything by half and I wanted to do it properly. So what kind of holiday is it to go to Paris and go to the Cordon Bleu and learn the three stages to become a pastry chef? So I did that and I have this tiny little home business where from time to time I'll do a wedding cake or a croquembouche or something like that for friends or family and that's just a great hobby. Dr Karen Fielding. RAC's post-op podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. You can reach the Bongiorno National Network on plus 613 9863 3111.